This episode was created on unceded Coast Salish territories of the Lekwungen and Wissanik people. CFUV has been around for over 30 years. In that time, we have worked with many radio hosts, all with their own unique experiences and stories. I'm setting out to find how CFUV has affected its community and to get an inside story on CFUV's DJs. I'm Max Monday, and this is Behind the Mic. Okay, my name's Manu, and I have with me here Kevin Green of uh, the Northern Circle. How are you, Kevin? I'm not doing too bad. <laughs> Bonus day off today. Awesome, man. Okay, Kevin, you started here at the station in 2011. That's five years ago. So you started volunteering here five years ago. Yeah, it's been a little while now. I had a bit of a hiatus in the middle. I moved to Montreal for a little while. Awesome. Um, used to do a show with a buddy called The Outer Sphere. We probably did that for two or two and a half years. And then I moved away for a while. And since then, I've come back. And now it's the Northern Circle on my own. And it's pretty fun. Awesome. So how did you uh, get into uh, volunteering at the station? How did you find out about it and think that it was something that you wanted to do? Um, hmm. I, I was a student up here at UVic, so that definitely is probably how I heard about it. Yeah. I've kind of always had an interest in live sound and recording and that kind of stuff. I used to be a lot more into like instruments and playing in bands and things like that. And this just seemed like a cool way to practice that and sort of get involved with music more generally. Mm-hmm. Um, my interests have obviously shifted a little bit since then. <laughs> I'm pretty full on into the dance music. Um, yeah. So what was your experiences starting out at the station? Did you find it accessible and and was the training fun and, and something you, that you kept you coming back? Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like I definitely came in with maybe a bit more awareness of the types of things they were training for than other people might. Um, so it was definitely fairly easy for me to bomb through the training part. Um, it was a bit scarier when I started yeah. to get on air. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Talking on the microphone every time, it was like two minutes of psyching yourself up. <laughs> like, okay, what am I going to say? How am I not going to stumble over my words? <laughs> but now it's about a lot more casual. I can kind of yeah. just do it, and no one notices if you stumble. Like, there's no real mistakes. It's pretty conversational. <laughs> How is the environment coming into in your experience as a new volunteer at CFUV? Did you find it welcoming or was there any uh, barriers to you getting uh, involved here? Um, the only barrier I would say would be competition for the time. Ah, uh, totally. It, was, it took me maybe 
six months to get through the training just because there was so many other people doing it at the time. Yeah. Um, but I also started probably in September. So there was a lot of new people trying to get in yeah, then. new and, students. Yeah. Okay. Great. And um, how would you contrast, you said that you did a bit of volunteering at McGill. Mm-hmm. So how would you contrast uh, your experience here to your time at McGill, like uh, being a new volunteer and, and starting out and, and getting involved with the happenings of a community radio station? Yeah, I, I'd say I definitely found it easier here. Um, it kind of seemed like they had retention issues in general over there. They kind of got people in, but then they kind of floated away okay. over time. And I actually ended up being one of those people. I sort of got through the training and was trying to get involved. And it was just really hard to really get in and start doing something. They have a really full grid of scheduling and getting on air was pretty hard. And there's lots of other opportunities, but it was a bit tricky to figure out how to get in there. Okay. Whereas here, I feel like right away you could start filling in and there's fairly frequent opportunities Mm -hmm. to start practicing. Even if you don't have a regular show, you can get on air a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, definitely feels open and accessible here. I think they're onto a good thing. It's, they really make it easy for people to get involved, which is fantastic. Um, so how has doing the show allowed you to interact with artists in this in the community that share your love of this music? Um, I definitely used to have people up for guest mixes a lot more, mm-hmm. which I need to start doing again. Um, that's always my intention, but I think it just, it gets, um, I just forget. I'm always thinking about other things just like oh yeah I guess I could have someone up sometime Um, but just being able to connect with people and like finding people's tracks on there's various discussion groups on Facebook and stuff for certain types of music that are regionally based like there's one called uh, Vancouver Deep Heads maybe or something like that and that's a great place to watch because someone Mm -hmm. will post some track they've made and be like oh some feedback would be great and it's awesome and I can send them a message and be like, Hey, can I actually have that? I want Mm -hmm. to play it on the radio. Um, and you find people are usually pretty responsive to that. Yeah, definitely. Especially when they were just kind of like putting it somewhere, hoping someone would listen. (laughs) And that's a fairly positive reaction. I think for them. Um, I think sometimes people are a bit hesitant because it's like, Oh, well I finished it, but it's not mastered. Yeah. Well, (laughs) That's okay. <laughs> Doesn't always have to be perfect. Like uh, maybe send me some mastered stuff if you have it, but uh, this one already sounds good. Yeah. Um, and I think just a, a common thing with producers is whatever you've made recently sounds way better than what you've made before. <laughs> so there's this hesitation to give people finished material because that track I'm working on now is going to be way better than that last one. Yeah. Um, but that's just always how it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> What a great boost for a producer to hear their music on the radio. Mm-hmm. So you're a radio DJ in the sense that you, you play music on the radio, but you also DJ on the radio, which yeah. is uh, not every 
DJ at the station does that. And so every um, every show that you do is a performance, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you find it mixing live on the show? Like, is what what are the positives of it, or maybe <laughs> some of the challenges of it even that you faced? Yeah, it it can definitely be tricky sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I was first starting, I was only using vinyl, mm-hmm. which definitely takes some more attention than if you're using a more digital technique Um, (laughs) and I was also doing it with my friend back then so one of us could be mixing while the other person ran the board and sort of wrote down all the things you need to write down and sort of did the management of the actual show but then it became just me doing it and it became a lot more uh, hectic (laughs) to make sure the levels were right in all the different places and the tracks were still coming together and um Back then, I wasn't playing as much house and techno, and the mm. tracks were pretty short. Like, okay. five minutes was a long track, mm-hmm. and that's really not a lot of time to yeah. mix it in and let it play and get the new one in. No. Um, so, yeah, always felt like I was scrambling before, but <laughs> now I'm a lot more confident. I think I'm I'm just better at mixing and have yeah. a better idea of what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, so what, you also, like, do some club DJing as well. I've seen you play a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um in a number of different contexts. So what do you find is like the difference? Uh, what, what's the, what are the differences to DJing on the radio and then DJing for the club? Yeah, definitely a different game to be playing. Um, yeah, well, I mean, sort of how, how do you take to those tasks? Yeah, I, it's really nice being able to do both. Mm-hmm. Kind of my, my staple gig in town is down at a lounge called Cenote and yeah. there. I'm still actively mixing and layering the tracks together. And if anything, I'm holding them together longer because it's sort of background music and it's not like you have to keep a dance floor moving. Mm -hmm. Whereas in a club, more dance floor situation, there's sort of this pressure to keep it going. And you don't want to let things fall apart or a track to end. Like you really need to be thinking about not just your next track, but what's the next Mm -hmm. one going to be after that and where are you going? Whereas on the radio... In particular, I usually pick some sound or vibe that I want to play within and then build the rest of the show around that. So it doesn't necessarily have to be quite as restrictive. Sometimes okay. it might be, it's going to be kind of dreamy today because it's yeah. raining outside and, or it could be something different. I've played a lot of uh, kind of brighter, more melodic house lately just because yeah. of going to music festivals and dancing in the afternoon and just hearing that music bug. yeah i got excited <laughs> about it which i wouldn't really do in the club it's no. kind of a different vibe than i would normally be pushing okay there. so you find that you can sort of express yourself more in the radio you can you have a bit more creative freedom yeah i would say so i i guess if in a live context i'm restricting myself a little bit more just for the sake of sort of the sound that I would have as an artist playing in that context. But there's lots of other great music that isn't so dark and heady, which is normally what I'd be playing. Okay. Um, So, yeah, it's fun to have those opportunities to play around a little bit. And it allows me to fit in some more local and Canadian people as well because there isn't a ton that fits into the fairly narrow spectrum that I would play in a dance floor context. Yeah, so what is your motivation to keep on doing radio? What keeps you coming in here every week? And Yeah, it's um, it's good to have that extra push. Yeah. Like you can kind of let things fall to the wayside or get really stuck in a particular thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But with the radio, I want to keep it fresh every week. Yeah. And I've started recording the section of the show where I mix and I'm posting it every week on okay. Mixcloud so I can go back and see what I've done over the last three months. Yeah. And I don't want to play those tunes again and I want to play something different. Yeah. So it's a really good creative outlet and it just pushes me to look for new things and to okay. try new things out. Yeah. Um, just, I think the frequency is really helpful. Like yeah. Every week is actually pretty often. It is. <laughs> <laughs> to come up with an hour and a half that it feels is. different from the last time, but is still cohesive yeah. in the greater picture. Yeah. You have to be constantly looking, have to be constantly looking for tracks. Yeah. Basically. Huh? Um, the one other big thing for me that I'm, I feel like I'm just now starting to pursue a little bit more is the, uh, community building aspect of it it's it's a bit hard with the radio sometimes because you're kind of just sending it out there and if you don't create some kind of back and forth you don't really even know yeah. if anyone's listening yeah oh you mean I, during the show and just as the show as an entity okay um like i've started to now do a couple events and i'm mm -hmm. going into the fall i'm gonna try and have a bit more aggressive of a schedule for that yeah and create that opportunity for people to come out and meet each other and engage with the music that mm -hmm. i'm trying to uh, represent on the show in a more concrete experiential way mm -hmm. um i'd also love to move into doing some kind of music meetups that are sort of based around the show and get some people out for some more casual interaction around the music yeah Okay, Kevin, you're our show, The Northern Circle. Uh, tell us a little bit about like what your mandate is. What is it that you that you hope to do on the show? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm trying to play music that people haven't necessarily heard before. That's sort of a bit more underground and experimental within the realm of dance music, but is still accessible to people if they randomly turn the station on it's yeah. not gonna be like oh what is that um while still hoping that it's something new for the people that maybe are a bit more engaged mm -hmm. um and to just sort of explore what's what exists within that realm okay. of music all right so you stay away from the more commercial types of music oh yeah definitely i i definitely get stuck in the darkness a little bit okay i just i don't know i feel like with dance music in particular like super bright melodic stuff mm -hmm. like disco for example tends to kind of have that kind of vibe super fun mm -hmm. i'll dance to it anytime like it's hard not to yeah but i feel like it's not up to you how you want to engage with it uh -huh. it's happy it's bright and you can either be like that or you're not really engaging with it whereas i feel like the sort of sparser darker stuff you can choose what that means to you and you could dance really hard or you could dance kind of gentle and it's it's a bit more open to interpretation what's the importance of your focus your particular focus on underground uh, dance music rather than commercial dance music um, I think particularly within the current context of the last five years and what's happened with dance music mm -hmm. and EDM and the sort of mainstream explosion is that that music can be quite different. It doesn't have to be this blaring, maximalist, melodic thing that's sort of locked into the pop music yeah. 
framework now. Like that's, I think, what people think of. Mm-hmm. Um, like just the term EDM, I think is so <laughs> funny. Like that doesn't mean anything. It's problematic. Yeah, <laughs> it really just means pop music. Yeah. That has borrowed from the underground of dance music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was going to say mostly dubstep, but not really. I yeah, even, well, I don't even it did. know. It, it kind of did. did, and then it became something very different. Yeah, I'm always hesitant to use that word. Yeah, it has so much connotation. Oh yeah, definitely. And what it means to me, I think, is different <laughs> than uh, yeah. what most people think. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just important to show that that other music exists, and it's uh-huh. it's not just about partying and raving or whatever. It's actually okay. just sweet music. Yeah. Um, and you can't really hear that on the radio. And unless you really go digging, I don't know where you would find it mm-hmm. or even how you would know that it's there to find. Have you had any uh, particular, can you think of any particular circumstances where you've played some music on the radio and you've uh, developed a relationship with an artist in that way? Um, definitely a little bit. Um, it just is a good way to start interacting yeah. a little bit more and to have a, dis- a discussion, mm-hmm. usually online. Yeah. Um, but I, the first Northern Circle show back in March, Sergio Levels was the headliner for that one. Yeah. And I feel like that largely came out of me playing his tunes and just talking online a lot. Yeah. And I've, I've been into what he's been doing for quite a while. He mm-hmm. used to play as uh, Mr. Geography. It was more dubstep when he still lived back in Calgary. Mm-hmm. For a long time, I didn't even make the connection. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, these are actually the same person. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. So you started playing this artist uh, for a long time and then you've actually brought him out and met him and put a sh- put on a show with him. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I was pretty stoked on that one. He's definitely one of my favorite Canadian yeah. artists these days. Yeah, he, that show was really good. I was there. I yeah. danced. <laughs> I danced and danced. That's actually the last really good dance I had. So we need cool. you to put on some more. Yeah, shooting for <laughs> November. Awesome, can't wait. <laughs> This episode of Behind the Mic, which was curated by Manu, featured a conversation with Kevin, host of The Northern Circle, which airs on Saturdays from 2.30 to 4 p.m. For more episodes of Behind the Mic, check out your favorite podcast provider or visit soundcloud.com slash C-F-U-V. Check. As will wheel and come again for the mass of them.